Gilberto Silva swearing. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's let's uh, let's work, my friend. Let's try, let's try, let's try. Let's see. I think I'll put it in the back. I think it'll work better. It's too tight. Yeah. <laughs> 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 so good. A bit weird, you know? Like, gotta get a break. Well, uh, yeah, on the next time I'll bring, I'll bring the black one. Yeah. It does not show my uh, something here. Yeah, it's, <laughs> <laughs> it's not part of Don't the show. Exactly. Well, <laughs> 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 right. All right. Don't face again. Right. That's right. Let's get ready. Here we go. Right? No, right. Yeah. Welcome to the Gilberto Silva Invisible World Podcast. It's great to have you again. And we are going to record the second episode. And today, once again, I brought my friend Tim Chase. How are you, my friend? Good, sir. How are you? Oh, good. How was the weekend? It was all right. Not as busy as yours, though. Well, I had a little. I was okay, not bad. And now I just Saturday, I went out, you know, for soccer AM. Yeah. But on Sunday, I stay home. After the, the, the show, yeah. actually, I just came back home, just relaxed oh, with the family. A little bit. Nice. Some friends. It's all right, isn't it? Not bad. Nice work, you didn't get it. What the stories we, we have today. Uh, quite nice stories from last week. Yeah. Interested one, quite hot topics. Hot topics. <laughs> Gilberto Silva's hot topics. <laughs> no, it's not me. It well, is. It's uh, quite surprised. It's your podcast. Yeah. It's your podcast. It's got to be a Yeah, podcast. but you know, this was, uh, well, last, yeah, interested one. It came out, you know, about an article link me with Arsenal, you know, especially after um, you and I have been sacked, you know, yeah. great story. Yeah, I was, yeah, there was a lot of pressure on him, you know. Yeah, it's, um, it's always sad to see him, a manager going. By all accounts, he does seem like he's a thoroughly nice chap. Everybody likes him except the yeah. players. Um, but don't give it all away yet, because we're going to do a bonus podcast this week. Because we tweeted it out, well, you tweeted yesterday. Well, I tweeted, but no one responded. <laughs> you tweeted, and you were asking questions for today. Yeah. I think we, yep. every single question was asked, that asked, was asked was, are you going back to Arsenal? So don't give it away yet. So we're going to do a bonus podcast to talk, talk about Arsenal, your time at Arsenal, um, what's going on there now, and I'll be pushing you on the question, are you going back? So you won't be able to escape because we're in your house. So we're going to do a bonus podcast this week to sort of take, talk about everything that's going on with Arsenal at the moment. Okay. Um, so yeah, first and foremost, how was soccer in? Fantastic. It was really nice, you know. I used to what? Uh, it before it was quite fun to watch mm. on TV, but being there was uh, a very nice experience. It was my first time. Yeah. It was really nice, you know, and uh, Fenners and uh, Jim Bullard. Mm. You know, it was it was quite a nice time, and um, I really enjoyed to be there. Yeah, you look like yeah, you're enjoying. You know, yeah, just after, just after the show, my knees was terrible. <laughs> yeah, my knee was terrible. It's not really? good, you know. Yeah, I don't know what's going on with my knee. I think I need to buy a new one. Yeah, exactly. But I, I can't do that when I. Better, I try to fix it, and um, let's see how I do it. Yeah, because you had the, you know, the drill live where you went, took on Jimmy, didn't you? Yeah, five yeah. two. Well, it was not good, you know. It was not really good, man. I I tried so hard, you know, but uh, it's been quite a while. I don't kick the so ball. So when was the last time you kicked the football? I I don't remember what, when it was the last time. Well, I think last month I, I was in um, in Thailand with FIFA's president Infantino, and we have like a, a very short game yeah. with some some of the guys there. But it was pretty easy, you know. I mm. I just positioned myself and didn't have to run much. But at l least I didn't kick the ball as I did at yeah, soccer. Yeah, yeah. 
<laughs> this one it's yeah, like really AM. Wow, <laughs> seems like the first time I have done this in my life, you know. Yeah. The, but uh, after, when I get home, you know, my knee was sore, you know, feeling this. Mm. Seems like play football for me it became quite, quite, quite difficult now. Yeah, you're out now, aren't you? Knees getting there. It's <laughs> <laughs> getting. Because um, obviously fitness, like you struggle with fitness a little bit. Oh, both of you, it's a lot. Thrill, to be fair. But yeah. like Jimmy struggled with his fitness. Nah, but he, he, he's alright because at least he's in the show, you know, every, uh, every week. And it was his and challenge. So he's exactly. got He, he got to win, you know, I need to respect him. <laughs> yeah. I gave him uh, like a chance this yeah, time. But, um, but yeah. you know, jokes apart, like, um, you know, it was, uh, was interesting, it was really good. But also, my, I have to work on my fitness. I have to, need to work out and uh, do some, mm. some training. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wanted to uh, invincible on a World Cup winner as a client. <laughs> send us a tweet. Uh, maybe get a new client. Yeah, yeah, you know, just need to to sort out my knee first and get the fitness back. Yeah, and uh, maybe have a rematch. Like it's not bad, huh? Eh? Get him on the podcast. Although maybe can do podcast. it on True Challenge. Yeah. We can challenge him. Sounds like a good idea. So we didn't even talk about doing that plug. Ah. <laughs> we didn't even talk about mentioning the True Challenge, did we? Well, but you know, I, I've been quite fast trying. You know, just trying to get some something fast. You know, Perfect. maybe before you. My leg on it as well. <laughs> take you both down. That's good. That's good. Yeah. So we're well, going to talk about Emery. Yep. This bit, obviously, it's the most, the biggest bit of news in the football this week. Um, obviously, last week the biggest bit of football news was um, Poch been sacked and been placed by Mourinho. Exactly. Uh, it's had two games now, two wins. What there's, you there's three now. It's three now. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. Two. Yes, yeah, two Premier League and one. Um, they played Champions League. Yeah. What do you think? Well, I think um, yeah, was a great start for Mourinho. You know, it was a great, yeah. Against uh, London Derby, wasn't it? Exactly. Oh, and they, Derby. Yeah, they won uh, West Ham. Yeah. And uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it was, it was important and uh, a good start for him. Mm. You know, what else a manager want, you know, on his job, you know, when he started a new job in like, a football club. And uh, I think for the club, for the club, it's very important to mm. get the, uh, the start to win again mm-hmm. after quite a period without winning a game, mm. and it seems like he's giving like the motivation back to the players. Yeah, confidence. Yeah, yeah, I believe that Jose um, is a kind of uh, manager that uh, know how to touch the players. You know, come mm. on, let's play the game, mm. let's enjoy it, and um, seems like gave them confidence back. Mm. It seems like from his first time at Chelsea, which we sort of spoke about last week, all the players that were there would have died for him and will run through walls for him. So we had Lampard, Terry. Dropper and Czech were all kind of the core, core part of the team or the backbone of the team, and they just uh, were very loyal to him. I think Dropper cried the day he left, uh, and I think he left. I think he lost that Jose a little bit yeah. because when the rumor journey was quite negative. Obviously, with Inter, he did great, and he had, there's footage of him the day he left with all the players crying. So That's it shows it. that he has that human humanity in him yeah. to talk to players. But it seems like he lost it when he went to. Uh, came back to Chelsea. It was quite negative in his approach. Yeah. Uh, and then it was Manchester United again, and it was very negative. Uh, and that's the kind of thing that stood out for me was the positive nature of, that he has. I mean, he took off Dyer after 26 minutes, and the first thing he spoke about in the post-match interviews was, "I'm really sorry for him. It's not personal against him. I know you're going to be feeling really bad. Yeah. But I need to make. It. I spotted something. I need to make it. So rather than before him going, "Not what well, I need to make the change." Tough shit, basically. 
Yeah, when you are in this position, you have to make like the, the decision. Sometimes it's not easy to make some kind mm -hmm. of decision, especially when I had to change a play and you know, also in the game. Mm -hmm. You know, it's quite tough for the manager, I guess, and also for the players. You know, the, f the players you not know, just feel quite you know uncomfortable with yeah, the situation. But you know, as a manager, this is your job. Yeah. You have to take it, and uh, if you have to take a blame, take a blame. But you have to make the decisions. Yeah. And um, he has done that. Mm. And achieve the results you know everyone wants from the club you know mm. and also seems like the players are responding on the pitch yeah well, Danny mm. Ali's having a great game exactly well, playing, playing well again at the moment I think he's yeah. been a bit of a rough run of form but I think maybe that was down to Poch and the way he was playing but he seems to have a lot more a lot more freedom now yeah, yeah let's see the, the mm. continuation of uh, of for, for the next next four long games you know and they have a, a Quite interesting game uh, at the midweek against Manchester United. Mm. He comes back to the his old club. Yeah, see how that goes, right? Let's see how it's going to be. You know the mm. the crown, the mood around him mm. coming back to Old Trafford. Yeah, let's see how it's going to be. Yeah, it'd be interesting because I picked up on a story and I tweeted it yesterday. Was that at Sunday Saturday's game, the ball boy? Because remember there's a story about the ball boy acting yeah. really quickly and throwing the ball back. Very well trained. Yeah, very well trained. <laughs> well, Gilberto, uh, Gilberto, Mourinho invited him for the pre-team, pre-game yeah. lunch with the team before the Saturday game. Yeah, yeah, so he was so. in there, which is great. What amazing experience. I saw that. It was, was really kind of him, you know, mm. to invite the boy. I think he's like, uh, he'll never forget this in his yes. life. You know, it's something for, for the boy, amazing. Mm. But also show this kind of humanity. Human, uh, humanity side of yeah. him, you know, is uh, maybe some people don't really like him mm. because of some comments he made, but mm. you know, he show a different uh, side of him, you know. It's inclusive rather than divisive. Exactly. Listen, sometimes it's, it's very easy, you know, you, you judge a person because of one word they say, yeah. one, one kind of behavior. You have some. We have to be very careful, you know. I always try to be, let's say, try to to see myself on the other side. Absolutely. You know, instead of always made make a judgment on on people's behavior, the yeah. way they speak, they. But okay, you have to observe, of course. You know, if it's every time like this, but there is always another side. Mm, you know, absolutely. you have to be careful in trying to find the right balance. Well, like the stories you don't know who's reporting on it and what their agenda is or reporting yeah. on it is a story about someone. Plus you then you go, what's what what was said before the quote came in or was the quote submissive mistaken? But yeah. so I'm sure exactly. it's too. But it was it was really nice, you know, it was really cool from him, invite mm. the boy, you know, have this experience you know, close to the players yeah. and have lunch with them, you know. I mean it's, it's uh, almost like a normal unheard of having yeah. anyone else apart from the players involved in the pre game pre game meal, right? Yeah, yeah. Mm. I think from now on the, the 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 other ball boys who work hard. Well, anyway, it's a good way of motivating. But he said he's going to have. They're going to do every home game. There'll be a ball boy in every pre-game meal, which That's is fantastic. Yeah, it's it's great. Yeah, I imagine the I things like um, you know. Um, I've read some something the other day. It seems like uh, people. It's like it's like he have learned. You know, from from the the, the last clubs he worked. You know, to avoid the same kind of mistakes. Mm. But you know, I think it's the nature of uh, the human being mm. and le learn from the mistakes. Yeah. You know, if you believe that you have done something was maybe was not right, mm. and learn when you have an, another opportunity, it's fantastic. Mm. You know, this is what all of us should do. You know, absolutely, yeah. absolutely. And I think the little bit of break he probably had from football gave him time to reflect. 
Um, it's important. It's a hard situation he went into. Yeah. Manchester United and obviously a big club and the pressure was on straight away and he maybe wasn't, didn't feel like he was supportive of different things. There's lots of stories flying about and we'll never know the truth. Exactly, um, never know. But it's important this time, you know, when um, the manager leave one job, you know, instead of straight away go to another job, when they have a, a chance to, to, you know, uh, stay quiet a bit, mm -hmm. you know, reflect in everything, in the process they have gone through. And um, then sometimes you, you may uh, have a different idea for the next job. Okay, this didn't work out, this I can prove, you know. It's important to have a self-evaluation mm -hmm. of your what you are doing mm. is always important. I, I find it very important for all of us, you know, this is what Absolutely. we have to look up to ourselves and see what can improve, can mm. we improve. Because it's, uh, if you don't think that, you know, you can become a little bit arrogant mm. in ourselves, you know, think that we know everything mm. about what we do and uh, we lose an opportunity to grow up and get like uh, a different opinion about what we we do you know to ourselves mm. yeah self-reflection is quite important is, is that i mean but you haven't spoken about it before but do you think obviously yourself as a elite, former elite elite athlete do you think that's what sets the elite players away from the good players the sort of be able to self-reflect uh okay well i didn't rather than it was the team that messed yeah. up and didn't do well my part of that team i didn't wasn't well enough or i need to improve this is that sort of something that you think Important I believe, uh, you know, for, for the top players, they always have to ref to do this, mm. you know, and um, especially after the games. After the game is very important, you just, um, because you have to have like a self, <laughs> um, let's say self-taught about mm. what you produce on the, on the game, you know. You always know, you are aware of that, you know. Mm. You know when you play well, when you didn't perform. Yeah, you yeah, yeah, exactly. But some... Instead of find some excuse of something, okay, look up to yourself mm. and see, realize things you haven't done properly and how can improve this? Mm. Because you know the next the next games will be will be hard again. Mm. If you end up you know find excuse for yourself, you know it's not nice. You hide from mm. things that you cannot hide because other people see that mm. they talk about it and. Uh, the media will talk, the fans will judge you, and uh, if you don't, okay, I need to do it myself, mm. I need to improve, I didn't have a good game. It's part of football, it's yeah. part of the game, you know. You, you cannot be 100% all the time, mm. but uh, when you don't do well, it's important that you take the responsibility and uh, work on it to improve for the next game. Yeah, exactly, and I guess, must, I'm sure you have maybe had the scenario where you, the press said you had an amazing game, and you thought, oh, it's awful today. <laughs> and then the other way around. You it's about opinion. The press said you were awful. <laughs> yeah, I so guess you need to understand that yourself. Because yeah. you can go, well, if I set my own goals, my own uh, level of expectancy, yeah. then then I, I know when I'm being true to myself. And if I had a shocking game, despite everyone saying how well I did, I know that I need to improve and get better. And the other way around, actually, I played really well today. And the media said that I had a stinker. No, it's for sure. It's for sure, Jean. Well, uh, I had that a few times. <laughs> I know exactly Anyone, what, what, what you mean. What one specifically do you remember? No, I don't remember that. Well, um, I I know that there was a few games. I don't remember which game was there, you know. Maybe I was average in the game, you know. Um, on my game, I've always been very consistent, mm -hmm. you know, not number nine or number ten. 
all the time but not like uh, below five for example yeah. but like between six seven eight something mm -hmm. like that you know quite so consistent exactly yeah. but let's say seven and um but there there was a few game i was not feeling well mm. but maybe was uh, on my mind you know that i was not feeling good on that day maybe i have done something okay mm. tactically was okay not mm. not um, amazing but have done something uh, you know essential for that day for that game mm -hmm. but inside of me i said was not so good mm -hmm. i need to work out on it i mm -hmm. need to look look what's happened in the game you know have a, i need to have a look and um, make a think what went wrong for me you know mm. because i'm feeling like this you know I, my mind i didn't had a, a good game on that day but then you know the next day when you go back to the training ground you have to work on it again you have to work harder mm -hmm. as you did the for the previous week I, this how i i always react yeah in this kind of circumstances <clears throat> so in that scenario um when you haven't had a good game or you feel like you haven't had a good game obviously it was Arsene Wenger would you have a meeting with him or would he come to you and say would you going to get a critical analysis of your game as an individual or would it be more as a team bit or and would you or would you know mm -hmm. I, I need to this last week or the weekend I was rubbish at this bit I need to improve on that and sort of go to him and approach him and say that or how, how would you how would that sort of play out no I, I never approached him regarding this you know okay if you have some thing to just to tell me mm -hmm. he'd come to me and uh, we have like um, you know a private conversation but general was okay you know yeah. he he used to to, um, to be more general conversation to do this you know with the team when we didn't play well but um, i always had this in mind you know I always was very honest to me first of all mm. to to say that i didn't have a good game yeah because if you don't have this critical mindset you know towards what you do mm. is um you know you lie to yourself mm. i i don't know if it's right to say that but yeah, this is what i, I think right. you know you lie to yourself and then it's not good because then you end up finding excuses mm. excuses for things you haven't done mm -hmm. and what's the point for yeah, me there's no point rolls, no. Rolls. it's pointless massively blow up. exactly and, and i was never the it was never the case for me you know just to find excuse okay you can accept when the opponent is better than mm -hmm. you you can accept that when you lose the game the team didn't play well mm -hmm. but i cannot accept you know find excuses you know for things i should have done better mm -hmm. and hide you know find okay blah 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 you know try to do something else mm -hmm. but then in the end of the day you had to work out to sort all the problems you know mm. I was very critical to myself about um, look you know look up in every detail you know today was not a good game accept that and work you know to change for the next one but on the other side of it if you did have a really good game yeah would you kind of reward yourself and go I, I was actually really pleased with my performance today does it, does it work both ways or are you just <laughs> cool yeah very critical even if you have a good game no uh, you know when you have a good game yeah. you know I knew that I had a, a good game. Maybe I didn't get the credits mm -hmm. I deserved. In your position, you rarely got the credit anyway. No, <laughs> not much. <laughs> Just when people realize, especially when you are not there, 
doing the hard job. But uh, not always I got the credit when I played, you know, I knew that I had a, a very good game. Maybe I was the best player of the, that game on that day. But listen, I, I never pay attention to this, you know, mm. get like uh, this kind of credit. But uh, I've always been very, how can I say, low profile in terms of uh, being on, on the media and mm. talk about it, you know, the people make this uh, positive approach on me. You know, I, I was not worried about this at all. I always uh, was concerned about uh, do well my job. Because mm -hmm. when you do well your job, this is... Uh, at some point people ta we start talking, mm -hmm. especially when you are not there. And uh, I had this experience at Arsenal, and because when I first came, people did not... I, I, maybe they expect something different from me. Yeah. I was playing on a defensive position. But when I got injury in 2004, uh, 2005 season, I think that people realized you know, when I was there, I was not there, yeah. and uh, missed a kind of uh, part of the engine. Mm -hmm. But for me, it was irrelevant, you know. Uh, for me, the most important thing is just work hard and be part of, uh, of the team. I knew if we win the game, we've got... Uh, the results and we we win the trophies. Everyone get the credit. Mm -hmm. This for me is the most was the most important thing. This right. is what I always worked for. Mm. Yeah, I was happy with that. Yeah, no problem at all. Just going quickly back to the uh, Arsenal Wenger meetings. Who was the player that was told off more than anybody else? Who did he always tell off or have a go at more than anybody else? I think he was okay with, yeah. Huh? <laughs> Come on. No, 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 sure. You didn't really get upset? Well. Was he more sort of critical rather than shouting and screaming? It was more uh, critical than that. Listen, when we didn't have a good game, you know, he, he come to us, held a meeting. They say that what he demands from us for the next games, you know. Mm -hmm. And what would, that uh, be? would that be directly after the game or would that be training the next training? In the, in the training. Okay. After the game, he was okay, you know, sometime in the dressing room for the half time. He talked about, you know, he was like, hey, come on. It was a bit hard on us, just pushing us and encourage as well. Yeah. Because you can, be, some sometimes you have to have like the balance, yeah. you know, be so critical yeah. and so motivational yeah. to the players. Because if you are too much critical, you maybe you can lose the confidence, yeah. you know, and maybe you can lose the, the players on that day. But he always got the good balance in mm -hmm. terms of pushing us, make his point mm -hmm. about the games we should improve mm -hmm. and uh, try to bring the best mm -hmm. out of all the players you know mm -hmm. but on the team uh, at half time but after the game you know he, he never said you know yeah if you lose the game can't do much but during the week he, he had held a meeting with us you know all of us maybe with some of other guys on particularly but uh, I never heard that, but he with the group, you know, mentioned about the game that was we were he was not happy with this and this and this, but he make uh, the point about what went wrong for him. Okay. You know. So you want, you're not going to say what player got told off more than anybody else? No, but in the group he he always <laughs> yeah, but no, this is true. In the group he never point to somebody else, yeah. you know, straight. Oh, Gilberto, so you did this, you know, was not like yeah. you. Patrick, uh, you so know, Robert, whatever, 
Yeah, I think uh, especially on a particular way because it, yeah. as a captain well, you know uh, the captain held a kind of uh, holds a kind of responsibility yeah. but I think always on a positive way you know yeah. And, uh, yeah that's what I think so nice yeah, I think if you go I think that's probably what sort of lower leagues maybe Sunday league coaches miss a little bit they'd see all the coaches shouting and screaming at half time and things well actually don't need that they play like we've just spent 10 minutes talking about the player knows when he's made a mistake or when he's not having a good game. Yeah, he doesn't need to be dug out and shouted about it. He needs to know right. This is what you're doing wrong. This is how we fix it, and this is how we fix it as a team. Yeah. Rather than shouting and screaming, it needs to be constructive. How we're going to fix it? Because there's nothing worse than being feeling isolated and not knowing how yeah, to get yeah. yourself out of it. Uh, it's hard. It, you know, um, manage people is not easy. No. You know, well, that's it, one of the elite it, ones. Is so rare. Exactly, and then when you are, uh, you are at top club uh, coach you have to have uh, many different skills you know mm -hmm. and it's not about tactical only technical whatever you work for the team but manage people you know mm -hmm. because uh, people are different yeah. you have they come from different backgrounds different, different cultural language there are many aspects yeah. and you have to have a like a, a feeling to understand try mm -hmm. to you know to understand at least mm -hmm. And uh, I cannot have the same approach when I have with you with somebody else, you know. Yeah. Maybe I have more, let's say, the, I have this facility and uh, you have the facility to understand better what I say. Even though if I go hard on you and talk a bit hard, mm -hmm. but you understand, take it positive. Mm -hmm. Okay, he's trying to take something out from me. Mm -hmm. But if I do if kind of uh, character, Maybe be, people don't feel appreciated and they go down motivation. Mm -hmm. I think this uh, the, this is uh, like um, one of the most uh, important thing for any kind of uh, leader and uh, manager. Mm. But also very difficult to go to be at this level yeah, to so manage people. Because, I mean, you, everyone wants to be successful. They want to have sure. their, they've got their own sponsorship deals. Yeah. They're, they're all very wealthy when they're in right. They're young. The young men yeah. who want to go out and meet partners, <laughs> girlfriends, boyfriends, whatever works. Um, so there's lots of, I mean, it's hard to, I mean, I often talk about it with my friends. If we, 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 millions of pounds, we'd be arseholes. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? <laughs> we would, it's hard to, and to really think about it, go, right, so I play football for a living. Everybody in the world knows me. Yeah. I've got enough money that I can do whatever I want. Um, and then, uh, girls are throwing themselves at me. It's it's hard to kind of left keep yourself grounded, right? It's not easy. I'm not you saying it's affecting you, but I can. I think we can understand now. It's, I, it's not easy because um, at some point things become too easy for you, mm. and this is dangerous yeah. many many times. You know, because um, if you just start, you know, things very early, and you are not prepared, especially mentally. Mm. You know, not all everyone is prepared when things change, you know, uh, very fast in their life. And, um, but for some, in some case, you know, I think the, the family is very important, in my opinion, just to have like a, the foundation, the, all the structure, you know, uh, behind you to give you the right advice, raise you in, the, in a good way that you can, okay, you can be successful, can achieve success, but to achieve success, you have to work for it. Because not comes easy, and when, let's say, especially when you are you are young, 
if you think you know because one game you play well people start talking about you you are successful people you can be wrong you know it's just a starting point of the and process people around you just telling you you're amazing you're amazing it's hard to be self-critical but i have to be very careful on this mm. one because um, you know um when we start it's very easy sometimes to be manipulated by others and for the news around you some friends come and then you start to to progress at some point everything is too easy mm -hmm. then is the the moment you have to be very careful yeah. because you can be in danger you can go in the wrong way you can lose your focus you can uh, make big mistakes and the point is the sometime you don't have a chance to come back and correct yeah. the way sometimes you you are luck that you have people that understand is a you made a mistake but you are young and uh, they will help you mm -hmm. but it's not always the case yeah. And then you have to be very careful, you know, Absolutely. how you manage this. Well, I think Alex Ferguson was rumored to be very happy when players had children because then build more responsibility. <laughs> yeah, this so for sure. This builds, builds um, ground you a little bit when you're a parent, I guess. Yes. Yeah, well, so I, I guess I know. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I think well, well, when you, you are married and uh, got kids, you know, you understand that you have a responsibility home. Mm -hmm. You have you're to take, model. yeah, exactly. If you're a famous footballer, you're a role model for all your fans yes. and people's children as well. But more importantly, you're a role model for your children, right? Yeah, but it's important for all the sports people, you know, football players. Mm -hmm. They understand, you know, what they are responsible for. But not only in football, because they represent, you know, a football club where they have fans all over the world, mm -hmm. you know, especially the European players. And um, they play in the national league, the national teams. Mm -hmm. They play, you know, for top clubs, especially here in England. Mm -hmm. And uh, it's important that they understand that they are a role model for young young yeah. children, young people, their fans, their audience, and uh, you know, people around the world. Even though they don't support their clubs, mm -hmm. but they cope. You know, they try to copy what they they try they do on the pitch. Mm -hmm. You know, they play football thinking, oh, I want to be like Cristiano Ronaldo, mm. I want to be like uh, Ronaldinho, whatever, mm. you know, I want to be like this player. But if you don't, you know, don't give them a good example, sometimes they can do like, mm. okay, this guy does this. There's like, a lot of pressure as well, yeah. you know, sometimes you just want to just, just go for a coffee or just want to go and have a beer or something and, yeah. and wherever you go. And when I've been out with you and we get stopped asking for a photo of things, you know, I must say every single time we were very gracious and polite. Um, having photos and things done, but it's, it's um, if you imagine Ronaldo, he can't even go for a coffee. Yeah, it's you know, hard. About 100, you know, he sits down for a cup of coffee in, in 20 minutes. Yeah, yeah. 100 people come up and ask for photos. <laughs> and, there's nothing, and he can't tell someone to piss off or something because it'll be yeah. reported in the press. Yeah, exactly. You know, he could have had a bad day, you know, he's a human, so yeah. everybody has good days and bad days. No, no, this for sure. You know, it's important, you know, just keep the, the feet on the ground. Yeah. You know, That's for right. the younger players, just work hard and. You know, try to achieve their goals. This mm. is the most important thing. Cool. Right. And well, I think uh, that's the news done. Well, I think. Did yeah. Yeah. Because oh. I think. I think I think we spoke. We we go next one for for Unai. You mean? Yes. Yeah, so we'll do talk about Arsenal on the next one. Okay. I think it was okay. How long did you did you eat? So now we're going to do the. Um, we're going to do. How awful we were at 
Gilberto versus Jay's predictions. <laughs> so this was terrible. The first week of Gilberto versus Chase. Mamma um, mia. Five, we chose five games to predict the um, the scores, not only the winners, the winning team and the score. If you the winning team, you got one point. If you got um, the, the score right, score right, you got two points. So let's just go through a critical analysis of our, of our performance <laughs> over the weekend. So the first game we had was uh, Newcastle versus Man City. Uh, you, we both had three one for that. Three one. The actual result was 2-2. Two, two. Zero points for both you and me. Great start. Um, Not good. The next one we had was Norwich mm. versus Arsenal. You had 2-1 Arsenal. I had 2-1 Norwich. Nil Poir. Yeah. Um, then we had Leicester versus Everton. You had 2-0 Leicester. I had 3-0 Leicester. We got one point each for that because we got the right, the right winning team. Uh, Chelsea versus West Ham. You had 2-1 Chelsea. I had 3-1 Chelsea. The actual result, 1-0 West Ham. <laughs> so again, no points won by either of them. So the final game was Liverpool versus Brighton. You had 3-0 versus Liverpool. And despite living in Brighton, I went for 4-0 Liverpool. It was 2-1. In fact, um, keeper got sent off. It was quite an interesting game. And I think Brighton actually had 56% of the possession, which is amazing against Liverpool. You think where Brighton are, the players they have against Liverpool, where they are, it was, um, it was actually quite an interesting game. Very interesting, especially, especially because they play away. Yeah. It's always hard to play there at Anfield. But they, they must, uh, let's say, of course, you know, uh, play against Liverpool nowadays is hard for yeah. everyone. And maybe for the Brighton players, they, they should not expect to go mm. there and win the game, but yeah. not being beaten very badly. Yeah, 4-0 or 3-0. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe we were, we were too much. Yeah, exactly. But because of Liverpool, mm. not because Brighton, and because Liverpool are doing very well at the moment, yeah, they exactly. are, you know, in a very good form. But I think was was a good result. Yeah, you know, was a fair well, result. Game, yeah, yeah <laughs> but I think I think the players realized that okay, we came here, we had this game, you know, why not do our best? Yeah. We had to try. We are going to play against the best team in the league. Mm -hmm. Nothing to lose. Let's uh, let's play football. Yeah, absolutely. Well, sometimes I guess you had it when you were the Invincibles. When exactly. You're the Invincibles, every team wants to be the, the team that stops. Exactly. Why you have to lose? You have nothing to lose mm. when you play against the best team. If you if you lose the game, you know, for everyone it seems like normal situation. You know? But what what not? Why not try mm. play football and try to hit them and try to score a goal? Yeah. And I think they did a good job. Yeah, absolutely. And obviously we had. Um, Van Dijk scored two, yeah, and he's on the shortlist for the Ballon d'Or, which was being voted for as we speak, I believe. Yeah, so interesting. Think, so, who do you, who have you got your money on? Who's, I think the front runners are obviously going to be Messi or Ronaldo, as always. But I think Van Dijk's slowly creeping up as well. Who do you who have you got your money on? Well, I think he got a, ch a very good chance because um, last year they they won Champions League, and well, they, uh, they won four 0 against Barcelona with Messi. Exactly. So. And um, he was outstanding in, uh, in the competition. He's still on a very good form. You know, Liverpool is the the first in the Premier League, play well. I think he got a good chance. Yeah. And, and so he, um, looks, he always looks very composed. You know, and never, he never seems sprinting. No. He always knows exactly what he He reads well the game, you know. <coughs> I think for the centre-back and uh, 
is really important when you mm. you read the games because um, he just run you know on, on, a, on a correct way let's say as he he does that very well reading the game you know he positions himself in the right place mm. trying to cut you know the the long balls and uh, mm. even though you know he's a he's a as a big guy yeah. i've seen some of the games you know in the run he he can be fast on the yeah. acceleration you know and stop a few a few of the the chance mm. from the opponents you know i think he got a good chance yeah. I mean, he never seems sweating. He doesn't never has to, never has to run too much. No, but just because, like I say, he brings the game so well. Yeah, but apart from that, you know, when you see Liverpool is doing very well the last, you know, from last season and now, mm. uh, well, they, they are. You guys up being invincible. Well, they have a chance. Mm. They have a chance. You know, they are doing very well. They have uh, this chance, and um, let's see because they are playing very well. You know, he's very comfortable in the mm. position you now the the way they are playing you know everyone is working very hard mm. and f make his life let's say uh, not easy but uh, more comfortable because the team is very well organized and um, also they when they go forward you know they they score goals mm -hmm. and uh, it give them more opportunity to let's say to, to to keep the balance in the game and get the control of the game mm. Yeah, so who's your money on? I think I would go for him. Yeah, I would go for him because I think the last time a uh, central defender or uh, defender play uh, one was Cannavaro. Mm. Yeah. I think in 2006. Yeah, it must be about that. After the World Cup, yeah. you know, Which after yeah, the, the good achievement. Yeah. Last year, Since you know, Messi Ronaldo. Exactly. <laughs> you know, so he had a major tournament yeah. from last, last season. Mm. And. Um, would be great to see. It'd be nice to see because yeah, La I, I think they're going to probably go with Messi. I would think, but it would be nice to see someone from the Premier League winning it. Yeah, I think he has done a great job. Mm. He has done a great job. Okay. Yeah, let's see. Yeah. Right. So this. Well, unfortunately, <laughs> our prediction was not so good. No. So let's, let's see. Let's try again. Yeah. Right. So Everton versus Chelsea. Mm, Everton, Chelsea. Well. Everton, I'll go for 1-1. One, one. Yeah, okay. 2-0 Chelsea. Bournemouth, Liverpool. Oof. Yeah, what do you thought? 2-1 Liverpool. Okay, Spurs, Burnley. I 3-1 Spurs. Yeah. 2-1 <laughs> uh, one. Two one Spurs. Spurs, yeah. yeah. Uh, and then there's Manchester Derby. Chelsea mm, 1. I'll go for... 8-0 Man City. <laughs> I think they'll be closer than we think. 2 2. Because Man City obviously drew 2 2 at the weekend. Yeah, I'll go for 2 2 again. Uh, yeah? Okay. I'll, um, I'll, I'll, just to make it interesting, so we might have a chance of getting a winner next week. I'm going to say, say 2 1 Man City. And the last game, Villa versus Leicester. They were right this weekend, didn't they? Yeah, yeah, yeah. A great goal from Jack Grealish. Did you see it? No. No, okay. I didn't. Top right hand corner against Man United. Well, um, I'll show you it at lunch. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. You know, they yeah. seems like they had a very good game there. Mm. But Leicester also, they are doing very well. Second. And um, yeah, maybe I'll. I say, maybe I'll go for 1 1. No, 2 1 Leicester. 2 1 Leicester. Okay. Yeah, let's try I'll to for the victory. <laughs> I'll go. Um, I'll go. 
So I think they need two one as well, but we can't do that because it was just it was awful last week with two <laughs> the two games we got the same. So I'm going to go three one Leicester. Okay. Cool. So the last bit of the show is the non Arsenal related questions that people have sent in for us or for you. So oh, some interested one. Yeah. So let's see what we got. I'm not going to let you have a look at them. Let's see. Je suis toujours pas canassé, un de ma glace. Ah oui, il y a une glace. Okay, so this is from McLaren Vroom F1. Yeah. Who helped you the most during your career? Well, I, I had some important people, of course, you know, but uh, um, you know, having the support of the family was very important, always important, you know, because at some some time. You know, in spite of the fact you have people around you, you know, but in the in the end of the day, you end up calling your parents and ask for some advice. You know, was really important. But of course, I had some good people. You know, and some coaches I worked with. Mm-hmm. I remember my first coach, uh, he called Edson. We call him Edson Gaúcho because he's okay. from south of Brazil. We call them Gaúchos, okay. and uh, he was very helpful for me, to me. Um, give give me the right advice because on that time I wanted to go home. I didn't want to to keep playing football, you know, because of I had to go back home later on. Yeah. But he always encouraged me to stay here, you know, work hard. At some point, you go back to your family. Uh, you know, you you can help your family more than going back right now. Yeah. And uh, he was one of the guy, you know, really important for me. How old were you when you? How old were you when he was giving you this advice? I uh, was 16, wow. almost so 17. I was starting, it was my first club, yeah. you know. So even that long ago, no disrespect, <laughs> Yeah. there's a long time ago. Yeah, and yeah. And you still remember him. It's, so it's like a teacher. You always remember your exactly. good teacher. That's well, important. Like a teacher's friend. That is important. You know, the advice he gave me was really important because America Mineiro was my first club. I was 16. It was the first time I have left home, you know. And from Belo Horizonte to my, my home, Lagoa da Prata, was three hours, four hours wow. uh, by bus. And at that time, you know, I was struggling, you know, to, you know, to stay there, you know, missing family, missing home. And uh, also didn't make uh, any money mm. on that. I, I didn't have uh, money to pay for the bus okay. to go and visit my family. But I, he, always encouraged, yeah, but he always encouraged me, listen, stay here. You know, try to help as much as you can. Mm-hmm. You know, as a coach, you know, I've learned a lot with him. And uh, he, although he was very tough, mm-hmm. he was very tough on us. But I always kept on my mind, you know, how much I've learned for, from him and how much it was important for me throughout my career. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it's always important to, re- to, to remember. Yeah, so we kind of think that the stuff he was talking about when you were 16 was actually going to be useful when you're 26. Exactly for for the life, you know, because well, it's important to look back, you know, and uh, see who helped you um, during the uh, during the journey. Mm. Is always important. Nice. Uh, Frog leg fifty eight says, "Can you still get your Arsenal kit on?" No, that's too much for me. <laughs> <laughs> I wish I would have maybe a few years younger, no. maybe ten. At yeah. least, no, especially with Christmas coming up. Maybe Christmas diet, and we'll be able to get that. Yeah, yeah, and now I need to work on my diet. <laughs> <laughs> um, Charlie Young underscore ninety eight says, "Do you fancy coming playing a holding midfield role alongside me for Burstall Stamford?" Well, I need I need to get my my knee sorted first. Okay, so Maybe you can have some 
Yeah, someday. Yeah, it would be nice. It would be nice someday. But yeah. now, you know, with my knee very bad. Five times on Saturday. No, <laughs> no, 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 no. Now I need, you know, I think one month recovery. So if we one month physio. physio, then you're happy to sign up for Saturday. Yeah, yeah. just ten minutes. Okay. Fine. <laughs> <laughs> so we can sub off the six minutes. Um, what makes a good midfield partnership? That was from Triple Double E. What make a uh, What makes a good midfield partnership? Well, the, it's very interesting, you know, I, I had uh, many good partners, partnership in the middle. Who are your best three? Uh, I think uh, Patrick Vieira, yep. I think Patrick Vieira was my best one. But why I had like... That, why do you think that worked so well? You just understood each other? Exactly. I think that w we, we, we got a very good understanding because Patrick liked to go forward, you know, mm -hmm. and then I stay back. On that time when I came to us, you know, many times I... I went forward and mm. he always hold the position. I think, you know, the, this combination about reading the game, you know, especially when you don't have the ball. Yeah. This position you know, we played, I think it's very important when you don't have the ball, mm. you know, to read which position you have to be, mm. to have cover. You, have you got any tips for holding midfielders, young and old that are still playing now? Yeah. Have you got any advice on how to understand the positioning? If you're that holding midfielder, is there any advice you can Never stay in the same line. No? Never stay in the same line. If the other guy, you know, if your partner got the ball, yep. cover him. If you have the ball, you know, make sure the other guy is now in a position that if you lose the ball, he is in the right position to cover until you get back. I think this is what I always, you know, uh, try to do. You know, um, look onto my my partner, which position he was. You know, mm -hmm. sometimes you know he just run out. One of them now run after the ball. Maybe they cross the side, and then you just find the, the position you have to be until you organize again. So you're almost reacting to his movement. Exactly, it's yeah. important. When you don't, when you don't have the ball, it's, it's very important to you. You understand where you have to be. Nice. Okay. Um, so Patrick Vieira is the question. Who's the favorite player you played alongside? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, what's your favorite goal you scored as a substitute? I can't imagine you were a substitute that many times. Yeah. <laughs> well, my first, my, yeah, really? my, my first. That's fir from Robert Rexroth. Oh, okay. Oh, well, that's nice one, Excuse Robert. Question, Robert. Oh, fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> well, this one, I, in the, my first, my first game at Arsenal, mm. uh, in Cardiff against Liverpool, I was on the bench. I just came off the bench and the and scored. Community Shield. Yeah, exactly. The Community Shield against Liverpool. It was great, you know. My first goal at Arsenal it was funny because. I didn't know it was a community sheet on that day, you know, it was quite weird, you know, when I, when I said that, you know, I spoke to this uh, mention that I didn't know the importance of that game on that day, you know, mm. that was a community shoot for a few people, <laughs> it was quite hilarious, yeah, I didn't know that, but this, uh, this is honest from me, you know, yeah. but um, it was really important, we start on this way, you know, and uh, come off and score the goal. Was not, of course, I was not expecting to score the goal, but as it came, you know, I was very happy. Nice. Yeah. I think he probably knew that was the answer. He just wanted to prove his friends wrong. Um, so the final question: uh, How? Who's better? Or would you? Who would you choose between Romario and Ronaldo? Brazilian Ronaldo. Well, it's, it's a very hard question because Romario was very good. Ronaldo yeah. also <laughs> very good. In the box, inside the box, you know, I think Romario was one of the best I have seen, yeah. if not the best, probably the best mm -hmm. inside the box. But uh, 
uh, I would choose Ronaldo because I played, we played together. Yeah. I saw him, you know, in the training sessions, in the games, you know, how he moves, how he, you know, how intelligent he was, you know. Romario was one of my idols, you know, yeah. up and then Ronaldo, but I had a chance to play with Ronaldo, you know, and this is the reason I, I would stick with him. Nice. Yeah. So that was from Sha94IDA, I'm sure. Yeah. Shader, but I've just that's the username. So thank you for the question. So that's it. Episode two done. Well done. It's great. Thank you to have you again on no my worries. podcast. So stay tuned. Well, don't stay tuned. Keep listening on to the next podcast because we're going to go and film the, another one now, maybe after lunch. Um, we're just purely about Arsenal. Fantastic. What's going on with Arsenal? Stay with us. See you. See you later. Bye. Stop. <laughs>